I'm Kim. Hi, I'm Lizard, and we have a new host joining us today. Hi, my name is Jocelyn. I'm a fifth year mechanical engineering student, and a, I'm a part of the rear suspension team at Castle LA's Baha'i SAE team. This is Stay Money News, where we talk about funny, interesting, and noteworthy news. So without further ado, let's get started. So I came across an article this week, which I found pretty interesting. It's called Room Shift. So it's like a VR system, but like a little better in the sense of like, we have the, the VR on and then they have like robots that make you feel like they transform into what you're seeing here. So if you're thinking that you're in like, a, uh, let's say a room, an office with a desk and everything with flowers and everything like transforms into that. So like when you're walking, it's all like a robot moving with you and next to you and it's transforming into that desk and it's transforming into everything that you're like seeing you're also feeling so you get like the actual like full experience i thought that was pretty awesome i don't know i think like everything is advancing and this is from the university of colorado i thought that was pretty great like it's like transformers like literally in front of you i don't know what do you guys think about it i think it's pretty cool what is it made out of like is it a wall or is it like so it was like a, a what the video or I came across was like three parts. It was two walls, and there was one that is just like, like metal. And I don't know how. Like I guess it has like a lot of parts inside that is like the soft side and everything just starts transforming. And it's also able to pick up stuff. So if there's stuff around that um, you're visualizing or you're seeing in the VR, it's they're also bringing it to you. So like it transforms to be able to pick up like certain amount of pounds and also be able to transform into what you're seeing. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so is it kind of like you from like Big Hero Six? Was it with the nano thingamajigs yeah. from the movie, or like yeah. whatever he imagined? That's what. That's dope. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so I think technology is like adv advancing like crazy, and to be able to like not only like visualize or see it, but you're also actually feeling it. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. That's from the University of Colorado. That's something that's already like being tested and like it's already like in its final stages of it's like the prototype and everything. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. These robots are gonna run this world, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine like how easy it's gonna be to build like models for stuff with just like your pure imagination? That's gonna be freaking dope. Mm hmm Like the whole process of like engineering or just anything else is just gonna be so much faster like that because your imagination is just gonna be brought to life right before your eyes that's that's crazy in a way yeah yeah, yeah. so instead like, of like 3d printing apart trying to see if it looks good you could just do it right then and there like doesn't look good <laughs> i need to start yeah. over <laughs> and you should start over right there and there's like no waste of material it's just gonna right there mm -hmm. but the thing is also it's like imagine with that and like you're imagining some part, right? But would it like come out exactly to your imagination, how you're thinking about it? I, I feel like you're gonna visualize it and it's gonna come out like that, but I'm pretty sure it's just like a bunch of random materials that are making you think that that's what it is, you know? So the mm. assembling is probably not there fully, but it is, it's there like as you can see it, but not in person, okay. you know? But you're feeling it like if it actually is there, you know? Yeah. Okay. So it was like tricking with your mind and stuff. Yeah. That's 
that's trippy. <laughs> yeah, it makes you believe all this stuff, you know? Like, wow. Yeah, because I, I know, like, the VR system is, like, something you can see. And, like, but you're walking, you're, like, knocking down stuff because you're, but you're seeing something else of, the, like, the setting. But now being able to actually feel it, that just takes it to a different level, I believe, you know? Yeah. Wait, but, like, so you would be able to, I don't understand. So you would have, like, there would be an actual material in front of you? Yeah, so the sheet of the yeah, of so you're like, you're like visualizing. I feel like it's more of like giving you like tricking your mind of the materials being put together, but it's not the actual thing. But it's tricking with your mind. Like you can see it, but you like you're feeling it too. But it's not the actual thing, you know? Yeah. So it's, oh. I, it's more of like tricking with the mind. But like, are those gonna be sold? Are they gonna be sold commercially? Do you know, or is it just like a, a work in progress right now? It's a work of progress, but it's like it was already tested and it seems to be very successful. So I'm pretty sure, but I feel like that's more of like an experience, you know, like a VR experience out of like a place, not something like like everybody could have at home. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's more of an experience that you could have. Yeah. Probably more like a a business type thing for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's freaking dope. Because like I heard with like a couple companies, is it okay for me to name companies? If it's in a good light, I think so. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I, I think it was Chevron that says that they were using, was it Chevron? I'm not sure, but they're using these, like, these, like, VR goggles as well to kind of, like, I'm not sure if it was Chevron. I'm not sure. I don't know what company. So, like, whatever. But the point is, there's this company that's using some goggles, and they're basically going around using those goggles. Oh, it's Accenture. They're using these goggles to, like, I don't even know. Honestly, I'm going off about thinking about the company. But the point is that they use these, like, goggles, and they go around to different places, and they have the person who they're trying to sell some product to use the goggles, and they're basically visualizing what the place is going to look like in the future kind of thing. And that's how they're selling their stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is how what you're going to see, but right now this place is vacant. Using these goggles, you're going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's freaking dope. Go ahead, Jocelyn. Enlighten us, please. Enlighten you? Okay, I'm gonna enlighten you, but this kid enlightened me more than anyone here before. Mm-hmm. He's, well, at 12 years old, now he's 15 years old. At 12 years old, a middle schooler became the youngest person to achieve nuclear fusion in his home, in his house. He made a reactor in his house. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was, like... Just for funsies? (laughs) Apparently, he just, like... He got interested in learning about this one scientist. Let me see. The little boy's name is Jackson Oswald. And he he became, like, super interested in learning about, like, nuclear fusion. And he just got really into learning about one of his favorite scientists. I don't remember the name of the scientist. He came out somewhere up here, but the point is he was able to fuse two deuterium atoms together in his home and he got the okay to safely work on his like nuclear reactor at home in the US. Oh my God. How old is it called? 12 at 12 is when he was able to make that 
he when he was able to achieve the nuclear fusion. That's crazy. I don't. I don't think I was. I don't even know what I was thinking at twelve. I was definitely not thinking about that. At twelve, I was thinking about the next Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't ever thinking about doing some nuclear fusion at home. Never in my life. And then all of a sudden, this kid comes and does this, and I'm like, "What was I doing in my childhood?" Um, we had it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's crazy. He oh comes god, out with his like with his little reactor next to him and it's like he built it himself from stuff he found at home or stuff he just went like slowly buying. Mm-hmm. And it says that at first he failed, of course, but little by little he just kept going. His family and friends said that like thought that he was crazy or like he was just going off in some like wild imagination thing. And then all of a sudden, he had an actual reactor in his home. Oh, oh so God. they just thought it was a little project, but then little did they <laughs> yeah. know. They like, thought, like, oh, this little 12-year-old <laughs> is just... They thought, oh, this little 12-year-old is just trying to play scientist. And nope. Mm-mm. Imagine. <laughs> I just can't get over that. He's, like, fusing two bombs, <laughs> two, two atoms together at home. He's <laughs> just, just like... <laughs> I just can't get over that. I find it so, like, I find it inspiring and yet incredibly funny because, like, you have no idea the kind of, like, I'm not sure how strong this type of nuclear fusion is. I'm pretty sure that any type of nuclear fusion is pretty freaking strong. But, like, imagine he had to fuse something, like, very dangerous and is in his home just because, like, nobody was really supervising it or, like, no one took him serious, and so now yeah, no one took him serious. Yeah. Never underestimate any mind, any age. Mm-hmm. He apparently the scientist that he was really into and studied a lot was like the youngest person to have ever done like a a, a nuclear reactor type thing as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was, and he mm-hmm. beat him to it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can you imagine, like, all the the new kids that are coming out today, like, that's what they want to do? Like, I want to make a nuclear fusion <laughs> machine. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, a, I, I'm amazed. I'm impressed. And I'm also kind of terrified. Because yeah. now I'm like, I don't know if I have kids. I don't want to know if I'm going to want to leave them alone. Because, <laughs> like, no make <laughs> Fusing atoms in the basement? What? <laughs> like, Timmy, no. no, Timmy, not today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like right. the stage of education must be like really, really quick. Yeah. If he could just do that all online, I, I'm pretty much thinking he should learn that all online. Like, if a lot of people weren't like helping him. From what I've read is that, yeah, he studied a lot of the stuff on his own, researching, reading online stuff. He got really excited about nuclear fusion, it says. And in one year, he basically did it. Wow. He, like, finished his reactor. I feel inspired. (laughs) So it took him a year? So when this happened, it was when he was 12? So it was from when he was 11 to 12, or it was 12 to 13? I mean, even that is so impressive. 12 to 13. Right before his 13th birthday, he got it to work. 
That is crazy. And I think I think he only got noticed until his fifteenth birthday. I'm not sure actually. That's crazy. Because he's coming on the on the Guinness Guinness World Record. Yep. <laughs> twenty twenty one book. That's oh, when he's, wow. he's gonna get put. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Deserves it. He earned that spot. My respects. Crazy. Oh, and he's from New Zealand. I think. I don't know. Never mind. But apparently he could sell that nuclear reactor as well. Which is like, mm, I don't know about that. You can keep it and continue doing your work because I know you're a smart scientist and I know that yeah. you're going to be doing things safely. Other people, though, I'm not so sure. How much <laughs> would it be? I have no idea. That's something that they don't speak about here. It's like priceless. <laughs> What I'm also thinking about is, like, what kind of education he had at home. Oh, he's from Memphis, Tennessee. That's where he's from. Oh, Memphis, Tennessee. So, like, I, I like what kind of education did he have at home? And did he have a good schooling? Did he go to public school? Did he go to private school? Because, like, was he homeschooled? A lot of homeschooled kids seem to be, like, geniuses nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm wondering. She's like, do I want to raise a homeschooled kid and possibly get <laughs> a genius in my home? Being homeschooled has its pros and cons, you know? Like, you have no social life if you're homeschooled, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Either it's like being a genius or having social life. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, like, I'm so impressed by this kid. And it's like, I, I like, so I'm barely going to get my degree in a year from now. And this kid is already making moves. Like, I, makes me question, what have I done with my life? You know, I have. <laughs> the only thing I was doing at that age was going to the park and like getting algae samples from a dirty park nearby. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like putting Clorox on it and seeing what happened <laughs> to them. <laughs> But that was it, you know? That's all I did. All I did was kill out al- and kill al- algae. But this kid is over here fusing atoms. It's so freaking amazing. Well, if you guys like, I'll move on to my next one. Go ahead. <laughs> my next article is called The U.S. Military Dogs. Well, now going into like Ken's article, be wearing AR goggles on missions. So Military cute. dogs. But not cute at the same time. <laughs> cute and not cute at the same time. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh if, uh, the, like you could see this whole headset on the dog, like just nicely placed on the dog. And mm. apparently they're going to be using it to be able to protect the animal's handlers. Mm-hmm. To uh, like allow them to direct them and give them, give them directions from a distance. Oh, okay. That's the main purpose of it. But to me, it's oh. kind of like, that's awesome. It's great. Like you, you'll be able to like give your dog directions, especially since they're such like important units to the military as well. But mm-hmm. it's also kind of like, it's gonna be an easy way to just throw the animal at any task, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
without the, the person being there. Like, the animal's the one's going to be getting risked a lot more, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't is know. It ever, is it already tested and everything, or no? From it looks like, from what it looks like, is that it has been tested because it says that it will be getting used. Oh, okay. That's what it, it looks like. And it says it's already been developed. And, yeah. Um, so what? So the dogs are able to see or everybody else is able to see what the dog sees? I'm pretty sure we're able to see what the dog sees as well to kind of okay. know where they're going. But the dog itself can also see like your hand gestures or like what it is that you want for them to go. Oh, okay. So I think maybe they're like using it so, you know, like, dogs are smaller than humans and a lot light, like, have a lighter weight. They're probably going to be using them to, like, squeeze into tiny spots and, like, get them to go into the right place instead of getting lost in, say, like, any scrimmage or anything. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah, that kind of makes me sad. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool, but it also is kind of like... Uh, I'm not sure, like, what if, like, because you are kind of viewing things, I guess, from the dog's perspective of things. Like, at that height, at that, like, if the dog's moving around, you're not going to be able to see everything so clearly. And I'm thinking that also through, again, through, like, a computer or stuff like that, you're not seeing things live, exactly. So you might miss some very important details. Yeah. But then again, I'm not a military tactic person, so I don't know. I might not be that as, like, I might not have those reflexes or instincts as a military person does, but I still think it's kind of, like, I don't know. I fear for the animals all the time. Yeah. I totally understand. I feel like that's a great thought, a great advancement of a thought, but I feel like it should have stayed as a thought, you know? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the animals. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so it says here that, that the, dir- the dogs would be directed using gestures, lasers, or audio input. Mm. The lasers? Yeah, but uh, apparently that those kind of inputs kind of confused the dogs sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that maybe like using goggles and stuff like that, they would be able to like give the dogs more direct directions without causing much confusion all righty thank you for those articles those were really good articles gotta admit that kind of jealous i didn't find those (laughs) interestingengineering.com bro all right lizzie show us what you got okay okay so for my article today a drone was used to transport kidneys across the las vegas desert by researchers at mission go Whoa. I want me a kidney. Right when I thought there was you want a kidney just because you order it on Amazon? <laughs> That's crazy. That is super crazy. So it was like Damn. 10 miles. It was just a trial a trial run, but it would lead to like more stuff in the future, of course. Yeah. And on the same day, they also transported corneas, but that was just mm-hmm. two miles. Damn. But just imagine it. You know how some people, like, the drones that our Amazon is using for, like, delivery, they're knocking them down. Like, what if they think this is it? 
and then they <laughs> then they get a kidney. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> I, like, <laughs> uh, like, I don't even know what to. <laughs> that's so like put a sign up like lost kidneys reward. Um. <laughs> oh, we made a mistake. <laughs> Dropped them off at the wrong address. Oh my god, that's frightening. Jesus Christ. We're we're I, laughing. I would about take it, it as a death threat. Like if it gets to the wrong address, like, I would take it as a death threat. <laughs> oh my god. What ha- what things have you done, Kim? <laughs> for you to automatically assume a death threat. Wait, what? <laughs> she was like, like I would assume it's a death threat. I'm like, what oh, have to you get done a kidney? to automatically assume? <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, what would you do to automatically assume it's a death threat? What? <laughs> But, like, we're joking about it, but imagine if that ever does happen to someone in critical state, or they need the kidney now, or, like, any sort of organ. Imagine, like, their transport, their organ transport getting, like, shot down just because of, like, some curious person. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a risk that I I saw in the article. Damn. That's crazy. And, like... I mean, like, how heavy would like are the are the um, are the boxes that they're transporting it in? Because like, they have you to know be, how like, they refrigerated too. Yeah, yeah. They have so, to stay so in a specific. Like a- um, okay, sorry. It's, it's, I was just gonna say that they have to stay in like a specific temperature, or else like the whole thing goes out of balance, and it can't be used anymore. It can't go below a certain temperature. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, like, there's a drone, and then there's also, like, an ice box connected to it. So, it's, like, it's holding it. Damn. And by how heavy it is, I'm not too sure, but it definitely needs to be light, because the drone is only so big. And so, there's also ice in there as well, like, to keep it cool. So, right. they definitely need to keep the weight down. So, I'm guessing they wouldn't be able to, like, transport that many organs in one go, huh? Probably not, unless they're like really small, like the corneas I said, but you know, it'll probably just be like one kidney at a time. Yeah. That's, That's always crazy. kind of been like interesting like, to me how they do the whole transportation of body parts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like very then, delicate. Like, yeah. Very delicate, yeah. My mind always, like, steers off into, like, the bad part of it. And, like, I think (laughs) about the black market and stuff like that. Like, just knowing that now we're probably going to be transporting organs like that. How easy is it, is it going to be for, like, the bad people to, like, find these boxes and then just take whatever the drone is carrying them and then sell those things for themselves for, like, a much higher price. Yeah. I don't want to be giving anybody ideas. Please don't do it. Oh my God, what kind of like stuff are you listening doing right now? now? I'm the one worried, and you're the one over here. And like, yeah, these people talking about the dark web. Like, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I'm always like one step ahead, thinking <laughs> about all the bad things that could happen. Yeah. yeah. So usually they will be like on commercial flights, but definitely with the pandemic, the flights have like died down. So there's not that many to like transport at a certain time. So they're trying to be like really creative and 
try to use drones instead. But definitely, there's there's a higher risk, I would think. Yeah. That's dope, though. Imagine all the people that you could be saving because it's a lot faster like that. Yeah, definitely. That's really dope. I'm telling you, these robots, they're going to run the world. They're going to run it. Robots. And that's very scary. I feel like the all that advancement technology has definitely come in clutch, especially with this whole, like, pandemic and stuff. Like, at stores with, like, the self-service and everything. Less human interaction. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like definitely has come into our favor with everything. But I feel like there should be a balance in where we get to. Because the further we get into, like, more robots, what's going to happen to us? Well, I'm pretty utopian about it. Like, I'm thinking the robots would do, like, all the work. And then we'll just, like, make cabinets on our day off or something. You know? <laughs> like, we'll just do art and stuff. Like, we'll just make, be making movies all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, since we'll be kind of obsolete, like, if robots ever get that smart, like, they'll make everything. They'll do everything for us. And then we'll just yeah. have fun. Mm, but, but, then, that's, but that's a pretty utopian way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, because then, like, it, like, that would be awesome. But then I'm thinking, like, but then how are we going to be making bank? How are we going to be, be no money? money? There'll be no money. That's, like, that's a utopian ideal yeah. for me. It would be, like, there's no money. We don't have to actually do anything. It's just, like... I wish. Tree, you eat from, <laughs> you eat from it. Like, that's all we need to know. <laughs> wish. Damn. The stress levels will be down. I really wish that would be... That would happen. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of optimistic about robots. Just bring them on. Okay. <laughs> I'm just afraid of them turning on us. Yeah. Oh, that's have you what I'm afraid of. <laughs> have you seen that video when they were like, you're afraid of robots turning on you, but it's, it's just Boston Dynamics little robot and it just keeps falling over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, I can move on to my next let's, article for you guys. Let's see. Is it going to top it? Is it going to top it? Maybe, I don't know. Okay, Snapchat <laughs> is exploring more into augmented reality with City Painter, part of the local lenses feature on Snapchat. So they took a whole street, Canterbury Street, and they 3D mapped it with like 360 cameras and able to allow people to do augmented reality graffiti. Does that make sense? So like they will paint red or they will paint blue on a wall and that everybody else that has that same feature could see what they painted mm-hmm. with their phone. Oh, okay. So, like, you grab okay. the phone, you paint on the phone, but you're able to see what you did on the wall in your phone. And then everybody else oh. that goes to the same street on that same spot could see exactly what you did and then write over it. Oh, that's actually great. I, I love that idea. So, like, instead it. of graffiti, you'll just, like... Virtual graffiti or what? Yeah, virtual graffiti. <laughs> That's pretty great, you know? Saves a lot of money to the city, you know? On the I mean, there's different types of graffiti, you know? These are very artistic ones. That's very admirable. But there's also, you know, the uh, other ones that, because of them, everybody pays for it, you know? But that, I think that's such... That's amazing. I love Snapchat, so... Snapchat just keeps getting better every day. I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, like, I haven't been using Snapchat very much anymore just because, like, I haven't really, I don't know. I just haven't had anything, like, to post anymore. Like, I just, I'm not into posting that much anymore. But mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool idea, I mm-hmm. think. Like, yeah, maybe we could, like, a lot of artists could use it as a way to, like, sketch out their ideas before actually doing it. Yeah. That would be very helpful to them. And then maybe it would also give a little anxiety relief for the for the, for the people who, like, really got to go over there and, like, tag stuff up. Yeah. Maybe, like, but, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I think that's great. I, Imagine you, you're like, oh, let me take a picture here. You, you see it on Snapchat, it's a whole completely different wall. I think that's yeah. great. You know, it's like, wow, exactly. like, I wonder who did this, you know? Like, I, I think that's great. I love it. Love it. Yeah, so they closed down the whole street in Carnaby, in Carnaby Street in London, and I was thinking this could be very young-minded of me, but I'm thinking a lot of people are going to put phallic images on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely possible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a lot of people probably thought of it already. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody has to come back and be like, no, and like, paints over it. Yeah. <laughs> Just a crunch to it. Like, so it doesn't have to, like, get approved, like, draw something and they yeah, can you see just, it? Yeah, well, it was, oh. like, a trial period only on this one particular street they chose that they uh-huh. 3D mapped. So just people that wanted to try it out that were in that specific area so the feature was like on their snapchat account so they was just like it was just like a normal feature and then they just went there and did their little doodles that's cool i love it i love it i love i love social media <laughs> you're just thinking about it. <laughs> what else could they write on there though like form of expression everything you know I mean, like, I live in a place where, like, graffiti art is very prominent. Mm -hmm. If, like, if I I walk down the street that's up south from me, up south, down south from me, like, and you walk, you walk over to the, to the east, you'll start seeing every single wall has some sort of graffiti art. And there's always some sort of message, whether it's political, whether it's about the environment, whether it's about something in the community there's always something and it's just so beautiful like there's it's i just think that that would be the whole snapchat thing would be like really great because there would be a lot of there would be it would be a really great way for a lot of people to like express themselves like kev said and give out their thoughts yeah Uh it's amazing but definitely like it, it works for both favorites in the sense of like the artist, art, artistic side of everybody and also in the sense of like the cleaning up you know i'm not like how i mentioned before that there's not there's different types of graffiti obviously and that's where it's uh, because of some people everybody has to pay for it where they have to clean it up even though some of them are like beautiful murals you know but they have to clean it up because somebody comes and they write over it you know so i feel like it's great for the community as a sense of keeping it clean and, uh, and also for the artists to be able to express themselves. Yeah, I think that that was what very thought out. Also in the sense of like attacking the artist community, 
for Snapchat, I guess, to draw more people into using the social media platform. So I think that was very smart move in, in my thinking, yeah. Yeah, and I think it definitely needs to be regulated. Like, as you said, they're right over it, so, like, there'll be, like, gang signs on it. But yeah. I think, I think, I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, this has been Engineering News. Thank you for joining us, and see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having Bye. me. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Staying Money Podcast. I'm Mr. You can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok with the handle CastlateBahaSE. You can also check out our website, CastlateBahaSE, if you want to check out more stuff about our team. And we also have some merch on there as well. You can also join our Staying Money Podcast subreddit if you'd like. Thanks again for listening. See ya. Views, information, or opinions expressed during the Staying Muddy podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Baja SAE and Cal State Los Angeles.